Hey, what's up, world? It's Marcos Luis, back with another episode of One Mic Night, the podcast that brings you stories of artists and people on their journey, helping to guide, answer questions, and motivate you in the business and life. I'm really excited today because my guest is a co-host um, of a radio show. She is an author and she's the CEO of Brown's Agency. Please welcome Jerrica Brown to this microphone. What's up, Jerrica? <laughs> How are you? How are you? Thank you for uh, taking the time and coming into One Mic Night, the podcast and being here. I really appreciate it. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Listen, I have questions. I got answers. You got answers. I love that. <laughs> All right. First question is, who is Jerrica Brown? Well, I am a Arkansas native. Um, I am a author. I'm a business coach. And I'm a motivation and empowerment speaker. So um, I've been doing these things collectively for about seven years all together. Um, and I was, I own a photography company. So I was former a photographer. That's the first business that I actually started. So yeah, that's me kind of in a nutshell. I'm a mom. So I'm all the way well-rounded. Well-rounded, yeah. <laughs> where, where are you now? Where are you located? I'm in Little Rock, but I base my, um, my headquarters is here, mm -hmm. but I do a lot of work in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. So Atlanta's like my second home, kind of like a second hub zone, if you will. Mm -hmm. How's this time been for you? Has it been easier for you to work virtually or do you prefer to travel back and forth or how does it, how's it work for you? It's, it's worked out. I, I know you kind of miss the one-on-one -on -one interaction with people, especially with the events going on. You know, you kind of don't have as many as you were. So a lot of speaking engagements or appearances or panels are not happening, but they're happening virtually now. So people, I think people are kind of getting in the swing of things happening um, virtually, but it's, it's, I kind of wish the country was back open once they get this COVID thing figured out. Um, and then, you know, I can be able to travel back and forth and actually meet people. Cause there's nothing like a, a energy face to face, you know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Yeah, you got yeah. it. <laughs> I'm right there with you because I'm a filmmaker and I'm an actor, and you know we've had to do shows, rehearsing shows virtually. Mm -hmm. I do a theater, you know what I mean? Like we need the live one-on-one -on -one interaction. We feed off of that energy. So I but at the same time, it's been a good time because I've been able to do a lot of things that I haven't been able to do. You know, before I can tap in and, and go and watch some of my friends perform, or I've been taking a lot of webinars and things like that and learning a lot. So it's been good. You don't even have to leave your house. You don't even have to get dressed. I got pajamas no. on down You're here. Really you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows. <laughs> no, nobody knows. Or it's been a good time for a lot of people to actually, you know, develop their um, digital products. It's been really good for that when people are aiming towards developing their digital products or, oh, they've talked about it for a very long time. Now it was time to like sit down and actually create those digital products or map those out. So that's been good for the pandemic. The pandemic has helped in that area. Right. I feel like a lot of people, especially a lot of people of color, have decided to tap into that market. And yeah, you're right. They, they've done it. They've done it. Mm -hmm. 
But let me ask you, how did you how did you start out in business? I mean, there are a lot of steps to start out in business and be successful, or just start out in business in general. What are some of the what are the, some of the things you do to start off when you're, when you're trying to create a to business? start to start a business? Um, first off, you need to know what you're going to do. Number one, do not start a business and you really don't, you're not walking in your passion. Mm. I say this all the time. Let's not do trends. You know, let's not, oh, this looks like it'll be lucrative. So let's do this. You will find that just because something makes money for somebody else or it looks easy because somebody else is doing it, you would make a lot more money if you start to operate in your you know, your true calling, you make a whole lot more money because it's like work without it actually being work, if that makes sense. Um, so make sure that's, that's number one. Second thing, after you, you know, figured out what industry you're going to go in, you need to develop, um, a business name. Okay. Figuring out what the name of the business is going to be, making sure that the name and what you do kind of matches, Mm -hmm. or everything that you want to do matches your name. And after that, you need to brainstorm on what entity you're actually going to file with um, the city, with the state. You need to understand, okay, well, if I am, if I'm going to be an LLC, what all does that entail? If I'm going to be a sole prop, what all does that entail? So you need to be aware of um, what entity you're actually going to file after that. You will apply for your employer identification number. So that's separate from your social. It separates you and your business. Mm -hmm. And it it's what you're going to file taxes with. So after you do your employer identification number around that same time, I would say go ahead and apply for your license because okay. you'll know what you're going to be. If you're a sole prop, um, you need to have a city business license and a DBA with the city. If you are a LLC, you need an LLC and your uh, city business license as well. And then open up your bank account. And then those are the, the main foundation steps that you need to take to get to the point to where now you can buy product and operate and render services and get things going in and out and also creating a social media presence. That's really huge. That's that's yeah, that's been big, especially in the last few years, you know, um, yeah. How, how, how important is that? Social media is super um, important. Now, when the country was open, the main thing I would tell people to do is most people will strictly rely on social media. That is not how you're going to get all the exposure that you need. Um, one, you need to be engaging. So look on Eventbrite, look on Facebook and find events where you can also network. Even though social media, yes, is the wave, social media is gonna tell people a lot about you. It's gonna tell people a lot about your business because more so Instagram, you use different platforms for different things. Instagram is more so of the show me. Everybody's showing their resume, what they can do, how they can operate. Um, skills that they may have, you know, um, talking points, classes. Instagram is the show me. Facebook is more community oriented. So if you have a local event, you'll be able to go to Facebook and kind of rally those people up or get volunteers. Or if you're a, a, a basketball team, it, it makes sense for you to market all of that on Facebook. 
Twitter is more so of a discussion forum. So you, they have a whole lot of conversations back and forth on Twitter. Right. So if you know what each platform is used for, then you'll know how to properly use each platform because they are very important to your success. A lot of people will get on Instagram and won't get on anything else. But if you just focus on a national, think of Instagram as national because you can reach so many people. If you just focused on Instagram and you left Facebook out, you're missing that local community feel. Do you feel like so, Instagram is more, is it more universal or do you feel like it's more national and just like a show me this type of thing? Like I can look here and find it, it or is it? Instagram is more universal. You'll find national brands. You know, you, you think about the Instagram influencers, the YouTube influencers, they have to have a hub zone. Yeah. And it's kind of like their main point of communicating is Instagram because you can reach so many more people than you can with just Facebook. A lot of people go to Instagram to, to see what um, P. Diddy is doing or see what <laughs> LMA is doing. You can see all of those things, but on Facebook, Facebook is more so for your community vibe. So yes, um, if you're trying to be a big big brand, I would say definitely you need to market on Facebook, but don't forget that local aspect of your business overall on, um, or market on Instagram, excuse me, but don't forget the local aspect overall of Facebook. Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. So you talk about, um, you know, getting the LLC. A lot of people I know, you know, oh, I'm starting a business now. I'm starting to got my LLC, got my LLC. They don't know what to do afterwards. They have no clue. They think it's just, you know, the business is I'm an LLC. Well, unfortunately, once you get your LLC, that is, you're not even legal yet, truth be told. About 78% of businesses that are booming right now, they are you where you have to have a LLC and a city business license. So not only are you registered with the state, you have to be registered with whatever city you uh, reside in. Some cities do not require you to have a business license for certain entities that you go in, but others do. And majority of the states have this where you have to have a dual license. Okay. So you have to have permission to operate in that city and state. So once you have both of those, then you are legal. But without them, you're not. So if you say, oh, I got my LLC, look, let me post my LLC on Facebook. Well, unfortunately, you're not a legal business entity. You just pay the secretary of state 50 to 100 dollars or whatever the license fee is in your state. You just pay them to have a piece of paper because you're not legal yet. Right. So even if you're operating, you know, something on a digital platform you still got to have a city license or is that more for a different well it just depends on the regulations because they change from state to state okay. i'm well versed in state to state business because that's why i pride myself i don't want to just be a local business coach i want to be able to reach other people in other markets because that's why i see my most value so every state regulations is different i know here for a a podcast that brings in revenue through ads. Yes, you do have to have like a city in your 
if you do decide to be an LLC, you need to have your city and your LLC license. Um, designers, uh, online salespeople, authors, um, artists who's trying to sell their work on the side of the street or at a market fair, you have to have a city license as well here. And I know in Atlanta, Georgia, it's kind of the same. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is what did your drive come from to do all this? What did you, how did you get started in business and what, you know, what's your mission? My start came about 2014. Um, I wanted to start a photography company. Mm -hmm. Um, Photography was an outlet for me and it was very therapeutic for me. So I was driven by, I want to start this company, but a lot of the people that I asked, even people who looked like me, people who didn't, um, people were not willing to share knowledge. People weren't willing to say, hey, this is what you do. This is what you do. This is what you do. And I came to the conclusion, well, it may not be that they don't want to help or it may be that they're intimidated, Mm -hmm. but it also could be that they don't have their stuff together either. So I can't tell you, I'm not going to embarrass myself and say that I'm in this field and tell you what I don't know, right? right? So I was like, well, And I'm the type of person I want an understanding for myself. Someone can tell me something and I'm going to absorb that information, but I'm also going to go do further research to to make sure I know it for myself. Right. So um, people were not willing to share knowledge. No one was willing to help. No one was willing to tell me to go A to Z. It was a lot of people that left me on red. And at that time, I was a business major in college. So I'm getting my business degree, but what I found out was what I learned in the field really didn't coincide with my degree. And that is because I found professors were not actual business owners. Interesting. A a lot of these professors were teaching the textbook, but what happens outside the textbook? So that's why now you'll see a lot of degree programs and a lot of classes and a lot of um, instructors, their curriculum is entrepreneurship based now because they realize that for me to be able to teach this, we have to put business owners in these teaching positions so that they can be able to give that that knowledge that, that's needed. Right. So um, that that's where I kind of that's where I started. And I would go get 79 cent um, notebooks from Walmart. And right around school time, we all know they were like little 50 to 79 cents. And I would go buy those. And I went to the library and any book that I, you know, wanted to know something about, whether it was taxes, whether it was operations, whether it was small business management. I read so many books throughout the years. And I would take those notebooks and write my notes in them from each book that I didn't understand. School absolutely helped. It gave me the foundation, but I had to build off of that in the field or unless I was gonna, I was setting myself up to failure. So people started to ask me, well, hey, how did you do this? Or how did you, I could see that you did this or you did this, how did you, you know? And I had to, I was like, well, I went this, 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 this. And they were like, oh, can I pay you to do that? Can, can you know, can we, so, One of my friends, uh, he actually worked at the library system and they reached out and asked me if I was interested in actually hosting a class. 
And I said, absolutely. It was for the community. It was free. And it was 12 weeks. And I said, absolutely, I'm down for it. Um, and I had 15 people show up for that class and I got them all registered. And I was just giving out information. But from that, the next round, the um, library system paid me to keep that course going. And I was in a predominantly black community. Mm-hmm. So I, it, you sh- it, it was just amazing to see 15 people from one session go to 50, 49 to 50 in a next session of people passionate about their business. And that's when I knew I had something that I didn't mind doing for free. I loved it. I loved helping. And the information that I gained, I was willing to give it out. And that turned into my paycheck now. I love that. I love that because then you are an expert in your field and you're helping people along the way too. So you're actually starting a business, but you're teaching about how to start a business, mm-hmm. giving out the information. Is it part of your mission you know, to help the black community, black and brown people? Absolutely, that's, 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 my, that's where my heart is. And I say that because a lot of us are know-it-alls, right? I'm the type of person, I can never stop absorbing information. And the reason being is because something changes in the business world every day. You see how Clubhouse has taken over. You see how TikTok has taken over. And marketing strategies stay the same. What The basis of your business will never change, right? But what will change is your strategies, your marketing plans, or you can use the same techniques to see how they work. You're able to to play devil's advocate with the strategies of your business. And if you're not taking that seriously, then I mean, it's just, we leave a lot on the table as as black and brown people. And one thing I do say often, and this may get under a few people's skin is we're afraid to collaborate with each other. Absolutely. Boom. You just hit the nail right on that. That is when I tell you, if, If we were to think about it, you're a podcast and you collab with another podcast and you guys put on a podcast or something. Do you not know how much traction, how much exposure, how much additional business you could bring? But for some reason, I don't know what it is. We're in competition with each other so much that we're missing a bigger bag. Right. So it always keeps us in this kind of like crab in the crab barrel. In the barrel, you just took the word. Mentality. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, and I see it all the time. So I have to tell people because I'm, I'm going to be very honest with you here. I'm going to be very transparent. I don't take everybody on as a coaching client. Now, anybody can can buy a workbook. Anybody can get a consultation. Anybody can take one of my classes through my academy. Anybody can do any of those things but for one-on-one personal coaching i want people i take people who are hungry right yeah yeah and everybody is not hungry and i i take people who are coachable who are teachable and i don't work with know-it-alls because if you know it all then what do you need me for right right so I, I'm very cautious of that. And I think as us as black and brown people, if we come out of that competing with each other and realize that even though if it's the janitor or if it's the CEO, you can learn something from the janitor that the CEO can't teach you. 
And it doesn't matter where you are in life, be open and be honest with yourself and saying that you don't know it all. I'll be the first person. Come on now, yeah. This is what I'm talking about. This is exactly the mentality that we need to have. I'm the first person to say, um, hey, I'm ignorant to that. And some people, did you just call yourself ignorant? Don't take it as an insult, but ignorance is lack of knowledge. If I don't know something, I'm gonna let it be known that this is a topic that I'm ignorant on. So, hey, I'm all- And you ask questions. If I don't know, I ask questions. I wanna know, I want to know. Yeah. Absolutely. But if we did that more, think about where our knowledge would be. Think about how many um, shopping centers us as Black people would actually own. We would kill the market if we feed off of each other and expand in business. We would be so bomb. But we're holding ourselves back for some odd reason. And it's, it's been that way for a very long time. And trying to now bring people out of it mm-hmm. is kind of a struggle. But that's why I don't work. I, I don't take, I don't work with everybody. Yeah. And yeah. you shouldn't need. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, you know, a little bit you want to share with everybody, but you also got to be conscious about those people who you're, who are going to take the value from what you're teaching and right. how you're going to collaborate. I just did an episode about black land ownership. And we were talking about how, you know, we need to, as black and brown people, own land. Real estate is probably the second biggest asset we can have, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you don't have enough money. You know, I said, well, what happens if you have a single mother who's just barely trying to get by? Hey, why not collaborate with a couple of your friends? Put some money together, get some land together. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like better in numbers. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to win. I want everybody to win. I'm not competing with anybody. Mm-hmm. I do my thing, you do your thing. We got to collaborate to make this, you know, more unified. That's everything. If you think about um, what one thing I do look at is a lot of us are, are we want the easy way out. Right. Yes. We want the easy way out. And oh my God, we are afraid of failure. Right. Yeah. And I'll tell anyone the best lessons that I've learned in business came through failure. Yes, yes. I bumped my head a few times. I I had the I I had an IRS audit. I had the state come and inspect my business. I had a flood in my place where I had to make sure my building or my suite that I was operating in was insured and everything in it. You know, you, these things are things that cannot be taught. You have to be open to experiencing those failures. But guess what that did teach me? I can go back to my clients and say, make sure you do this because this happened to me. Or make sure you focus here or make sure you do this because through personal experiences, I'm able to actually teach a right way from my failures, from which failures. makes me more valuable as a coach because I've already experienced it, Absolutely. if that makes sense. Absolutely. There, there may be a loss. You take the loss and you learn the mm-hmm. lesson. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to do. Most definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. We can't be afraid of failure. Don't be afraid. Not at all. Nope. Your best lessons are learned in, in failing. But guess you will never stop failing as a business owner. Absolutely You not. will never stop. But... If you if 
the only way you fail truly is if you don't look at the lesson that you was being taught in that moment. That's a true failure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about your books a little bit too. You got, uh, what, four books, three books? Mm -hmm. Three and I'm working on, I'm I'm about to release my fourth publication. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have one called Confessions of a Boss. Now, first of all, I got to say this before you even get into that. This right here, this is a definition of a boss. That's what I'm talking <laughs> to right now. Because I have, you know, I peruse your, your website and all the things and all the information that you're giving. This is what a boss does. A boss shares, a boss learns, a boss fails, a boss you know, is a role model, you know, you're a mother, you're a business owner, like all these things. That's what a boss is. So talk Thank about, you. yeah, and I'm meeting you for the first time, but the boss. Confessions, ooh, confessions did a lot. I, I, I wasn't even expecting confessions to go as far as it did, honestly. Um, growing up, I dealt with, a lot of verbal and mental abuse in a black home. And I dealt with molestation at a very early age, not being in control of my own body, um, dealing with my child's uh, father at a point in time, I was physically abused. I dealt with all of those things growing up. And Confessions is basically a tale of my memoir but the message behind it is more powerful than what I went through. So it's basically saying, um, yes, you can experience molestation, failure, hurt, heartbreak, abuse. But through all of that, you can still create the life that you want. I talked about therapy in the black home. I talked about going to therapy, actually saying that you need help, being OK with not being OK and doing something about it. Um, a lot of the times will hurt in silence. And I was doing that for a lot of years. So I wanted to write about my experience so people can live through me, basically, see my story, and, but see where I am today. All of those things that I went through, they're not good by far. I'm not praising them, but they made me and gave me the strength that I needed today. So I'm able to operate differently because of those experiences. I'm able to after dealing with communication errors in my home um, growing up, I'm a better communicator with my friends. I'm a better communicator mm -hmm. with, with anyone that I meet. Right. I'm able to communicate with different people and focus on the end goal because I studied that, right? So mm -hmm. I took yeah. the time to make my pain my success. And I wanted young girls and I wanted women to understand no matter what you face, no matter what life throws at you, you can always create the life you want, even though your trials and tribulations are this, or even though you, you're suffering through this, you're not alone. It happens more often than not, but be willing to heal yourself and, and be okay with the process because it is definitely a process and you can be anything that you desire, anything. You said a mouthful. And I, and I gotta say, you know, that strikes a chord with a lot of us, even the men, we all have somebody <laughs> in our family that has, you know, been molested or there's, they're, you know, going through some sort of mental anguish. Um, yeah, you strike a chord with a lot of people and that's beautiful. I love that. I love that. 
That's that's what confessions is. It's just me writing out. And I, I love the um one thing about it is where I live, people had a perception of me. Oh, she has the perfect family. Oh, she's spoiled. Oh, this. What could she ever want? Da, 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 da. And people had no idea until my I wrote my book. So it was so many, it blew my mind the way the sales went through the roof because I wasn't giving out advanced copies. I was just hinting on the topics that took place in my life. I was just, you know, hinting, hey, this is kind of the gist of it. And I was giving the message. And when people started reading the, oh my God, this, I'm, I'm, I want to go to therapy. I'm able to go to therapy. Some of my family healed some old wounds that they had. And I did not expect that to happen I was literally writing to my target audience which was women and young women young girls mm -hmm. so that's where my focus was when I was writing it but the amount of people it touched I was not expecting so I feel like that was my purpose to, <laughs> to write that out because it did oh my god it did some amazing things um especially not just for me just for people in general and I was overwhelmed so I'm writing a sec I'm almost done with my second um personal book and I've written two other business books one is a um a ultimate guide to entrepreneurship it's hosted by the agency so it's on the agency site and it's also on um Amazon and then the baby version of that if somebody wants a quick guide it's a quick guide to entrepreneurship and um it's on the website as well and Amazon. So those are my three right now, but this fourth one is coming. Fourth one is coming. I love that. But listen, I'm running out of time. I could talk to you all day. I please, I want to have you come back for, for a second part two. Um, but right now. Baby, where you at? That's my mother, and she wants to know oh, where what? we can find you on social media so we can get down with the Brown Agency and everything else. Baby, where you at? Tell her, tell her please. You can follow the agency on Facebook and Instagram at Brown's Agency. And if you want to follow my personal author page and motivation empowerment speaker page, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Simply Jerica. Love it. I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Please, I want to have you back for part two. We only touched with this one. Everybody, make sure you follow Simply Jessica, the Brown Agency. She's the CEO. She's got the motivational books. You can get them on Amazon, Walmart, everywhere. This is a boss right here, and I'm so honored to have her on the show. Thank you all for watching this episode you can find it on youtube at one mic night one mic night is spelled o-n-e-m-i-c-n-i-t-e you can follow me at marcos luis m-a-r-c-o-s-l-u-i-s go to the dot com you'll find all the social media links and we'll see you next time thank you